On this week's edition of Inside Illini Basketball, Scott Ritchie is here. He'll tell us about the latest in recruiting news and a summer trip for the Fighting Illini. Yeah, they'll leave for Spain this week, you know, be gone about 10 days, play three games. But uh, the important part is maybe getting this t- part newcomers, part returning players, just to gel better on and off the court. We'll talk about that and more coming up next on Inside Illini Basketball. Good Monday morning, everybody. This is Scott Ritchie's Inside Illini Basketball Podcast. And I'm Ed Bond uh, filling in this morning for our news director, Vice President of News, Jim Rosso, who is on assignment elsewhere. So he asked me if I would come in and uh, sort of uh, help Scott tell us everything he knows, which is always a lot. So Just a lot of questions at me. A lot of questions. So good morning to Scott Ritchie. I wanted to start out this morning, uh, you know, maybe let some people know a little bit more about you. Like, how did you decide you're going to grow up and be a sports writer? <laughs> That's an interesting question. Um, well, there came a time in my own athletic career many, many years ago that I realized I wasn't that good. Like yeah. I was fine. I could, you know, contribute and I played a lot of different sports, but like I knew like I wasn't gonna go to college and play anything. Or um I also you know, enjoyed writing, so I just you know, thought you know, combining the two things I liked into one seemed like a really good idea and like grew up reading newspapers, uh got sports illustrated every week. Um so sports writer seemed like a pretty cool gig and um really you know went to eastern with you know that goal in mind and here i am and, whew, 18 years later uh, still doing it so you know that was just it seemed like uh if i could figure out a way to get paid to go to all these sporting events and you know write about it that there are worse things in life than that well you know it sounds a lot like myself uh, when I came to the University of Illinois, the only thing I knew I wanted to do was find the radio station. And I found the radio station, and, and then they were broadcasting Illini football and basketball. Well, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> it didn't make any difference. So, yeah, it's an it's interesting way how people uh, find themselves in the uh, jobs they're in. And being a sports writer... I think it's really cool that, yeah, you get paid to go to all the ball games. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been all over the country, you know, following Illinois, and uh, yeah, that's one of the, it's not, you know, a vacation, but I, I like to travel, so that's, you manage to you know, sometimes sneak in, like, one fun thing or visit a new restaurant, but, you know, it's, it's a work trip, a business trip, so that, uh, that takes precedent, but, yeah, it's, yeah, there are an awful lot of other things I could be doing that you know, I wouldn't think were nearly as fun. Yeah, so visiting all the different cities, I enjoy that always. And I, I like, you would like to, you know, I'd sneak in a restaurant or a, a museum or an uh, Empire State Building or something to go spend a couple hours at to see that, you know, maybe I won't get to see otherwise. But um, one thing that happened a couple years ago that I realized there was this um, huge appetite for sports news. 
you and I were together on a trip from beautiful Iowa City, Iowa, to Kansas City, Missouri, chasing uh, Illinois basketball. And almost the entire way, you kept on introducing me to new podcasts. So out there in radio land or podcast land, how big of an appetite is there for you know, what we're doing right now to listen to it? I mean, I think it's insatiable because like, people like sports. Like that's a, It's a way for them to get away from everything else they've got going in their lives. And like people, like fans, like they, like fan is short for fanatic. Like these, you know, people follow the teams that they like. Um, you know, some casually, some want every last bit of information out there. So yeah, there's thousands of podcasts, you know, I've got a few that I, I enjoy myself, but, uh, including this one, although I don't listen to it cause I don't like to hear my, myself talk <laughs> it's one of those weird things but um i appreciate all of our listeners um for inside line basketball that have stuck with us for like four plus years now why well, is it a couple hundred episodes isn't yeah. it getting you know closer to 300 than 200 closer at this point so and i've been involved in almost all of them and you've been involved in almost all of them I yeah think. you know i've missed a few here on occasion you know vacation and otherwise and yeah, you know, which I am allowed to take, and Jim obviously is not with us today. You know, dad duty, you know, is required. He's moving his last kid off to college, so um, we'll let him skip one for that. But yeah, it's to have the listenership that we do. Like that's, I mean, that's why I do it. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, before we get into some of the recruits and you know, big time basketball news. Uh, you mentioned just a moment ago this insatiable appetite for sports news. I saw something I thought was interesting, you know, online this weekend. And it was about Luke Goody, and they had him out on a boat with a couple of his teammates, and they were fishing. Did you happen to see that story out there? No, uh, Luke. Well, I I knew you know, Luke is a fisherman. Like, I, I mean, I never knew that. But one of the first times I talked with him, I'm just trying to get to know him a little bit and this was back when he was still in high school um he's gonna ask well like what like what else do you do i mean obviously he puts a lot of time into basketball but he said you know fishing was one of his his favorite pastimes so i fish as well haven't as much recently but so we kind of talked about that and yeah like these guys obviously are in the gym a ton like even during the quote-unquote off season like there's have been workouts all summer, you know, starting in June, running up until you know this week before the team leaves for Spain, um, and beyond what they do, you know, with the team, you know, which is the summer's been, you know, partially you know, on the court with the coaches, partially in the, the weight room and everywhere else that you know, Adam Fletcher takes them to work on strength and conditioning. Um, they a lot of them go in two or three extra times a day just to do their own workouts. And it's amazing. Even yeah. if it's just like 30 minutes getting shots up. So, like, basketball is huge for them, but, like, they are, you know, 20-somethings that have other interests, and Luke's a fisherman. Well, I thought it was an interesting story, and, you know, you can hopefully dig up stories like that on a, a bunch of the guys, but, you know, it just seemed, uh, wow, he does something else, and it, it showed him catching a couple fish, and this is how big they are, and... Then uh, we throw them back in the lake, and we jump in the lake. And I don't know. I, I just thought it was a fun story. 
that here's a big-time basketball player, but he really does have other things he likes to to try and do and you know get away from get away from the main job of basketball. Well, we better get on to uh, some Illini basketball news. One thing that goes 24/7, 365. Uh, is recruiting. Now, do you have a place you want to start with uh, recruiting, or I've got some names I could bring up? Well, we'll just start at the top, so to speak. Um, With Mikey Lewis, class of 2024 guard, um, has recently, I mean, the summer is like offer season, because Illinois has offered several dozen recruits in the 2024 through... 26. uh, And including one 2027 offer for... Yeah, uh, kid originally from Alney, uh, Jalen Mitchell. He's you know, moved to Evansville, um, and will start his high school career soon. Like he's has not not even technically a freshman yet. But so he's offered as an eighth grader. Yeah, go in between eighth grade and freshman year. So, okay. um, but they see him on an AAU circuit. Yeah, yeah, he played um, in the UIBL, uh, like fifteen and under. Okay. circuit you know this summer so you know, that's where they got eyes on him but uh mikey lewis again class of 2024 f- consensus four-star recruit has Illinois in his top six along it's kind of a interesting mix of teams um he's originally from california so he's got san diego state and st mary's in his top six uh but also lsu old miss and kansas so it's a so a west coast and midwest yeah it's an in- and the south it's interesting, just in terms of you know basketball programs. Like, there's not a lot of ties between any of the like, because I mean, there's Big Twelve, SEC, um, Big West 10. Coast Conference, Mountain West, Big Ten. So, kind of all over there. But you know, one of the better scores um, among the senior class. You know, he you know, last season he played at Accelerated Prep in Denver, um, averaged 21 points, um, three. Essentially three and a half steals, three and a half assists uh, on the grind session, which is sort of a quasi-league for a lot of these prep schools. And then played in the EYBO with Oakland Soldiers and uh, averaged 18 points, four and a half rebounds, about two assists during regular season. And then was one of the standouts at the Peach Invitational Tournament, which runs at the same time as Peach Jam. In Atlanta? Is, uh, North Augusta. Okay. South Carolina. Um, but... It's the teams that didn't qualify for Peach Jam, but they still all go to North Augusta and play. And he averaged almost 24 points and six rebounds and three assists. So big numbers. And now, are those with his high school team or is it no, it's, uh, re- uh, elite recruits that are brought yeah, together and made into a team? Just uh, a lot of the top players in the country coming okay. together. And they're all um, regional. So, like, for the UIBL, wherever the team is based out of, they can recruit essentially players from any um, border state. Okay. So that's um, – so like, have Washington, Oregon, Arizona. Yeah. yeah, but, I mean, California's got enough kids that mostly <laughs> don't, need don't need a whole lot of help. But it's just interesting because, like, the best player in the class of 2025, at least right now because he might be classifiers, is Cooper Flagg, and he's from Maine. Um, he's – Going to be a high school junior, and like Maine played on the sixteen and under circuit, even though they had the best one of the best players in the country because contiguous to Maine, not a lot of elite, not a lot of big time elite basketball talent. So yeah, they played 
I mean, they played at their level, but you know, they didn't field a 17U team just because outside of Cooper and his twin brother, Ace, I, the D1 prospects are slimmer. Um, yeah, so Mikey Lewis is... He's one of the young ones, and he's... Yeah, I mean, he's going to be a senior, going to play at Prolific Prep uh, out in Napa, California, this for his final season. That's where Coleman Hawkins finished up his high school career. Um and it's scheduled, at least, for an official visit to Champaign on September 16th, which will coincide with the Penn State football game, I believe. So I'm just going to get him on campus. We'll kind of see where it goes with that. But you know, they're looking to add, at this point, to the backcourt in that 2024 class because they got Merez Johnson and Jason Jackson already. Uh, Mikey Lewis would be a pretty good addition. All right. Of course, competition will be stiff. Oh, I'm sure. Uh and there's a lot of uh, schools after all. I'm, I'm amazed at the number of schools that, you know, all seem to jump at the same time at uh, at at different recruits. And, and, you know, who's the lead that, you know, puts out the the feeler first and then everybody else jumps on? Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny because, like, I mean, like Mikey Lewis had his kind of breakout, really, uh, this spring. Um, playing on the EYBL circuit, but like that's coaches got a chance to see him during the evaluation periods, and that's when you know the offers really started pouring in. Um, but out in front on a lot of these recruits that Illinois has offered um, has been Chester Frazier. Like he's he's the big go getter. Seems to be like you know more than Tim Anderson, more than Jeff Alexander. Like when you see like a, one of these players like tweet out, you know blessed to get an offer from Illinois is usually like thanking coach Frazier right you know first so like he's been kind of the the lead person on a lot of their recent targets have they backed off a little bit at Illinois on their European uh, hunt Jeff Alexander seemed to be on that for a long time and we had experience with a couple of European players um, that were here for a cup of coffee and went home yeah, um, they're still looking, and I mean, obviously, Nicola Moretti is still on the roster. He's from Italy, um, but took obviously. I mean, had a circuitous path. You know, played some high school basketball in Florida. Um, then you know, was at the NBA Global Academy, which I think was in Australia. And after you know, he got out of high school and then enrolled early in January. But like Zachary Perrine, you know, he was here for a month. Right, you know, the the French forward who. I think he had a really, really another good summer you know, with the French U18 national team. So, like, he's good. He just got a better offer to go play pro in France. And United left. States just wasn't his thing, and he went back home. Yeah, and he got more money. Well, <laughs> to go back to France, so I would imagine with a professional contract. You but get pay, paid in French francs or United States dollars, I, whatever. Yeah, but uh, you know, Jeff is still you know on that international recruiting front, and. Um, he was trying to think. It was either this month or it'll be into August, but he's going to be over in, oh, shoot, I think Hungary for one of the FIBA European Championships. So, like, they're still looking at international prospects, but, you know, well, those are ones, you know, like Zachary Prane was kind of a last-minute surprise, you know, last summer when, like, he first initially committed. It, that was a long, arduous process to even get him to Champagne, where he stayed for a month. But they, they're looking like there's, there's all sorts of talent 
all oh, around sure. the world. Like, oh yeah, it's an international like, game for sure. Like at the, I think the U nineteen was the U nineteen World Cup recently. Like, U.S. didn't even medal. Really? Yeah, they you know lost in the semifinals and then played in the the bronze medal game and didn't win. So I mean, not all of like maybe the top talent at that age level was playing on that team, but it was still a really talented U.S. roster and. I think France wound up winning. Um, there's lots of basketball talent, like in Turkey. Spain always has teams. Like it's a global game. Absolutely. Should we go on? Uh, what about Jameer Jones? He's a wing player coming up, maybe. And how does he uh, rate on the recruiting? Yeah, yeah Jameer Jones, uh, class of 2025, I believe. I'm trying to, I have to keep all these guys straight in my head, but. Uh, yeah, spent last season, yeah, class 25, so he's a sophomore, um, on sort of an older IMG Academy team, didn't really play much, um, so he's transferring to Oak Ridge High School in sort of the Orlando area, uh, where he'll play with Tyler Johnson and Jalen Reese, who are both Illinois targets. Uh, that was a really good Oak Ridge team with those two, and adding Jameer Jones, who's like a top 30 level recruit, like that's probably gonna be one of the better teams in florida now, is this high school one of the high schools that specializes in getting um, big time players to come like img is more so on the football side because the, the, they're they're on that bradenton campus but um like okra is just a high school i mean good one okay but i mean you look in you know chicago and players are on the move like the transfer portal was in the chicago public league before it was ever in college basketball right. essentially <laughs> so like good players want to play with Good, good players and other good players, right? And a lot of them, you know, you look at the Nike, the UIBL or the Under Armour, Adidas teams, and like those guys all get a chance to play with like high level prospects and during the spring and summer. So it's like, you know, why not during the school year as well? Do you see many of these kids on the summer circuit? Are there? Games around here or in Indianapolis that that you go watch to? Uh, Indy, well, it's Westfield, so kind of north of Indianapolis. Okay, used to host one of the EYBL sessions in the spring, um, but they haven't in a couple of years. Most of them are not great geographically anymore, um, especially because like spent a lot of time pursuing these high school players with an Illinois offer that may or may not mostly not wind up in Champaign. Like you have to but budget your resources better. Um, but I went over to Indy several springs to watch some players. I saw Kofi Coburn play over there. saw IO play over there. So um, kind of tells you when I was going over there. It's been a while, but like peace jams in North Augusta. So it's a little bit away. Yeah. And like this, the July evaluation periods, like when Nike was in North Augusta, Adidas was in um, Rock Hill, South Carolina and Under Armour was in an Atlanta suburb. So like they were all there semi close. If you use peach jam as sort of the center point. So the coaches could hit all three okay. that week, but like I, I wasn't going to hit those. Yeah. That's a, Atlanta's a little bit far to go or Augusta. <laughs> yeah, if, if especially you, when you know Illinois basketball is going to be playing in New York City and right several other places. <laughs> several. And y- you're more interested in the current Illinois deal than uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, you have to track recruiting, obviously, because people are interested, and that's the next wave of players. But I mean, 
Brad Underwood offers a lot of guys, um, so a very small percentage, anyway, would have a shot to be at Illinois, just because in terms of number of scholarships, and then you know you're looking at maybe three per class now out of you know an offer list that maybe sixty. Yeah. Okay. That's a, yeah. The the odds on that aren't too uh, too big. Uh, a couple other guys on my list. Um, a 26 guard, that's going out a few years. Um, Gabe Solarski? Gabe Solarski, um, in-state prospect. You know, so going to be a sophomore this year at Bennett Academy. Uh, their team made it to state, won the state title last year in 4A. Or did they win? No, they. sorry, they did not win. Moline beat them. But made it to the state championship game. He did not play as a freshman because they had – really senior laden team they had essentially a seven man maybe eight man rotation and um five were seniors and Mm. it was was like a very balanced team like nobody averaged more than like 12 points a game so he's been in state farm center but maybe didn't play yeah but um plays for mean streets on the nike circuit uh on the u15 or e15 i guess for them level but you know mean streets obviously one of those au programs that illinois got good relationships with i mean ty rogers played for them rez johnson plays for them now um tim anderson used to like be in charge of mean streets so wow i mean that's so gabe the assistant coaches on the illinois staff yeah so you know gabe played for their e15 team had pretty good spring and summer and i would imagine he will be a i mean Bennett graduated all those seniors, so like he's going to probably play a pretty big role um, as a sophomore. Big guard, like six six, but can run the point, so that sort of fits. But he's young, so we got several years to watch. Yeah, I mean, he won't be on any college campus until the twenty twenty six, twenty twenty seven. Okay, so season. let's out of the way. So. And, you know, you say six six now. Well, he's that young. He could be six eight or six nine by the time you know he would get here, even. Yeah, or he's just he did all his growing. Yeah, already so. We, oh, yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll find out soon. Um, Jalen Harrison is a 25 guard. Yeah, um, out of Fishers, Indiana. So I mean, close Illinois. by. Yeah, although Illinois hasn't really done well recruiting the state of Indiana. I mean, obviously Luke Goody. Luke Goody. Yeah, got him. Go back a few years. To, yeah. Uh, well, Jalen Coleman Lands is from Indy, um, and then like I think before that was the gap between. Jalen and then the previous Indiana native, I think it was um, Scott Hafner. In right. The, in the and 80s. He was here for a year, and yeah. then he left and went to Evansville. The University of Evansville. Which is funny because his son, Cameron, played at EIU last year and just transferred to Evansville. Oh, really? Yeah, so he did the same thing as his dad. His dad. Well, that's um, good for him. So, yeah, I mean, Illinois just doesn't, hasn't had a, very many guys from Indiana. But uh, if they could get. <laughs> They could get Jalen Harrelson. Like that would be a huge get. Like consensus five star recruit, top twelve One of the centers that Lou Henson had uh, out of was at Indiana and transferred here. Didn't he? Am I going back a ways on that? Oh well, uh, I, I'm interrupting. Yeah. Um, anyway, you know Jalen Harrelson, like at worst, is like the number twelve recruit in his class nationally. Um, Probably, you know, top seven would be closer. Um, had a really 
good two seasons at Fishers. He's also transferring to La Lumiere. Um, it's up like in the, I think like the Laporte, the Laporte, Indiana area, kind of out in the middle of nowhere. That's where actually Jalen Coleman lands, wound up after. But uh, yeah, big time prospect as a big time offer list. Illinois just got in, but like every good college basketball program has offered him. Another one that seems to be in the same mold is a 25 big guy, and he is really big. Seven foot two, Daniel Jacobson, and he's out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. So they're going out west again looking for players. But he's on everybody's list, or everybody's on his list. Yeah. Um, don't have to go west anymore. Uh, is from Albuquerque, but he played last year at a prep school in South Carolina, and he's transferred again. For this coming season, I'm trying, I can't remember where, but it's not in South Carolina anymore. Um, so yeah, there's just, what's happening in college basketball is happening in high school basketball, at least with high level prospects. And yeah, he's 7'2", skinny, a skinny 7'2", but um, had a really good spring and summer. And you kind of see what happens with his recruitment because it's, it's starting to gain some momentum, like more... You know, high major programs are getting involved, and because right. uh, you can't teach seven two. No, you can't teach that size. That's for sure. Well, I mean, what you but can do the with one thing the I wonder is that you don't put weight on him. If you're that thin, you yeah. Know, I mean, you he's get your not. Base. He's not like Chet Holmgren or thin, who is just super skinny and really still is. You know, uh, even after a year in the pros without playing. Um, but yeah, it's just. A question, and like you look at big men like that, and like foot injuries are always a concern. Right. Okay. Tell me about the uh, young man we will see on campus this year, Quincy Gutierrez. Yeah, Quincy Guerrier. Um, interesting. They've been on him for about five years. Interesting story because, like, I talked to him the first time back in 2018. When before his official visit, when he was in high school, and like it's so long ago, like Jamal Walker was involved in his recruitment, um, and Jamal hasn't been obviously an assistant in Illinois for, for over a few five years. Or six years, <laughs> but like so, it's just funny. But like Illinois recruited him then; they recruited him again when he was in the portal after leaving Syracuse, and then again this off season after he left Oregon. And yeah, I got a chance to talk with him. You know, five years later, and like he said, like just the relationship he had with Brad Underwood, because Brad's kind of the last vestige. You know, he means the last vestige of the first recruitment, really, because okay. uh, the staff is pretty much Shane. Like Jeff Alexander was he- in Champaign at the time, but he was not a recruiting assistant. Um, then like Fletch is the same, and like Tyler Underwood was still playing at wow. that point. Um, but and we got a whole new building and yeah, <laughs> everything else. Yeah, the but he just said the relationship with with Brad was important because like he just he'd been after him all of these times, like he knew the interest was there and it was real. And you know, five years later, he's finally in Illini. But uh, you can tell like he's twenty four and he's played four years of college basketball. He just he's originally from Montreal, Canada. Yeah, he's just very mature, obviously, and very comfortable um, being the the subject of a, of an interview and 
And, and some of those older players seem to fit in easily, it seems to me. Or, you know, they they get with the team, maybe not in all aspects, but if they know the coaches, they can yeah. work themselves well, and in. They know college basketball. Right. Like, he did experience the same thing at Oregon. You know, he left Syracuse because like, he wants to play in the NBA, and he kind of had this thought that, like, Jim Beheim was never going to go away from the 2 3 zone, and no. <laughs> Nobody in the NBA plays 2-3 zone. Um, so he had to find out how he fit at Oregon, you know, joining a brand-new team after a couple of years at Syracuse. So he's in the same boat now. But, like, I talked with Ty Rogers about Quincy as well, and I was just like – just said, like, he's a good dude. Like, he just fit with, you know, kind of the what this team is trying to be, you know, this season, which um, – kind of moving on from last year where I guess, you know, just from talking – with several people just it, what didn't always have the best vibes in the gym um you know ty kind of mentioned you know that just everyone seems to be more on the same page this year and having a bunch of 22 23 24 year olds can probably make that difference no that's true uh we just got a minute or two left but i wanted to touch on the overseas trip to spain the team leaves later this week they'll play three games against what are essentially pickup teams over in Spain. Um, there's a lot of schools that go on European trips this time of year, and the travel people put together these teams. You know, they have good players on them. But I mean, they're, they're all they're pros all pro of some players, sort. But they're, you know, it's a paid pickup game. Come on and... and uh, yeah, because they're all, like, in the off-season. In their off-season, right. So let's do do that. And um, so the value of some of these trips and also, you know, some of the problems with international travel and being gone for 10 or 11 days. Yeah. Um, I mean, the benefit is even more so than going to Spain and playing three games. It's like, oh, my God, 10 real practices this month. Because, um, you know, during the summer, programs are limited to eight hours per week. That's not very much. And that's got, I mean, that's got to be some time, you know, with Fletch as well. It's not just, you know, the coaching staff's not taking all eight hours and using that, you know, on the court. But with these practices, they can work, like, the eight hours doesn't play into it. Like, they can have, like, real actual practices. And so that helps. But three games, they'll get a chance to play somebody else, kind of see, with, like, what they've been working on, you know, the last two months um, is going to work you know, with the group that they have. And there are several returning players, um, but there's a lot of newcomers as well, three transfers, two freshmen. So, you know, kind of working to see if, like, they've come together enough to to make it happen. But then they get, like, ten days, you know, in Spain. They're, they're playing three games. So there's going to be a lot of – three games in three different cities. So there's going to be a lot of time away from the court, but that's just where they can – get to know each other a little well, better. Well, also exploring the new country and the new culture, the language, the food. There's all kinds of things that go along with it. Uh, decades ago, I went on a trip with Lou Henson, and we went to uh, St. Petersburg, Russia, Vilnius, Lithuania, and Riga, Latvia. And we did a lot of the travel on the trade. And those are stories that could go on for hours. But uh, I know the one thing, when it was time to come home, I was really glad I had the passport in my hand that said United States of America, and I was coming home. Yeah, it was, it was funny because you're talking with Quincy. Um, he's traveled quite a bit, but, like, he took a, 
when he was at Syracuse, they went to Italy. Um, then he was at Oregon. They had another international trip, but it was just to Canada, so that didn't mean much for him because he's from Canada. But, right. but now he gets a third trip, so I guess if you'd time your transfers well enough that you can exploit the teams can only go every four years. Every four years, right. Well, uh, Scott, I think we're um, about out of time here. I want to thank you for letting me sit in for Jim this uh, this week and come up with the questions. Anything else that you want to get in before we say goodbye? Um, just obviously a little self-promotion. You just make sure you check out everything at AlignaHQ.com. We'll have more basketball coverage this week, um, get a chance to actually see the team practice. Um, talk to some players and Coach Underwood uh, before they leave for Spain. So, we'll have, Oh, they have a, a little open session for you guys to go in? Yeah, so get eyes on these guys for the first time since they lost to Arkansas. Well, that'll be, that'll be good. That'll be good. you learn some new things over there. And like Scott said, you know, good morning, Illini Nation, every morning at 6 a.m. online. And we also have a new newsletter for both football and basketball. You can sign up and get that every day in your your inbox. And, of course, 24-7, we're at IlliniHQ.com. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Jim Rosso and Scott Ritchie will be back next week. And for all those guys, I'm Ed Bond, and thanks for listening.